Welcome listeners to the Pod About God. This is the place where teens and young adults can discover more about their Catholic faith in a fun, casual way. So get comfy, grab your favorite snack, and enjoy today's episode. everybody hope y'all are doing great as you probably can tell we are starting a little bit different today because we want to shake things up that's right and just like we said on the last episode and if you haven't watched it go ahead and watch it we are continuing our mini series on change and what change are we necessarily talking about today well we're talking about spiritual change and let me tell you Spiritual change is just as challenging as material change. Um, There's a a couple of ways that uh, you you do change spiritually, and we're going to kind of talk about um, recognizing spiritual change, whether or not it's positive or negative, and what scares us personally if we find that we are spiritually closer or if we've pushed away mm-hmm. that certainly scares me I can tell you that what else are we going to be looking at uh we're going to look at uh asking some questions of um are we in a spiritual rut or drought as as you said <laughs> earlier um has your faith and spirituality kind of gone into a sinkhole and if it has well, how do you get out of it? You know, we're coming down off of, uh, I know everyone says the pandemic, but um, off of these challenges that we've had the past year and a half. And with these challenges, some of us may be kind of uh, neutral about our faith, neutral about our spirituality. Some of us might be, eh, okay, yeah, I love him. Yeah, you know, it's like... We've lost a little bit of the excitement. And uh, so what do you do? And is it scary to feel that way? All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you want to know more about spiritual change, then stay tuned. All right. So we're talking about spiritual change and change like we said in our last episode is something that we cannot avoid it just happens and depending on where we are in our lives we're going to have different scenarios that uh, lead us to change and so how do we feel about spiritual change so I know for me I hate change um, I get scared of change and especially when it comes to spiritual um, you know more on the when I'm not as spiritual as I want to be when I focus on more of the material things I know we're not talking material specific today but focusing on those things more than my relationship with God and kind of putting God on the back burner and just focusing on what I want to do in my life 
um, and I get irritated with myself because I realize that I'm not where I should be and knowing that sometimes we want to put things in a box when it comes to spirituality but the our level of spirituality affects every single area of our lives when we are not uh, when we're going through a spiritual drought or when we're not where we want spiritually that can lead us to feel unmotivated in all our different aspects that can lead us to feel resentment and guilt and shame that prevent us from moving forward and I think that we have to embrace where we're at and it doesn't matter if we're very close with God or far away we have to embrace where we at and he's gonna meet us right there you are so right um, I know that um, there's sometimes outside factors that uh, outside things that affect us spiritually and uh, or maybe it's um, waking up one day and feeling like I feel like I'm the one that's always doing this I'm the one that's always giving and you said something about that earlier and I'm just tired of having to push myself to do this and to have to uh, work at this and work at at being closer to God and work at um, loving Blessed Mother, loving the saints. And uh, sometimes it is um, the spiritual change comes about when um, maybe we've heard um, a priest or a deacon preach on a certain matter and preach that we should be closer to the saints as an example. And you're thinking, oh my God, I haven't prayed to this saint in forever. Or I have, you know, saints, who are they? I don't even know who they are. And he's telling me I have to, to pray. I have been praying only to the Blessed Mother and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that kind of thing makes you, do I push away and not pray to, as an example, not try to be close to the, the Blessed Mother and, and the Holy Trinity? Um, because the deacon said, I need, as an example, the deacon said, I needed to pray to the saints, or do I drop them and pray to the saints? Because it is too hard to pray to everybody, to try to be close to everyone. And that's where a lot of what uh, your feelings that you were, or the feelings that you were talking about, is that, you know, you feel a little resentment, you feel a little, um, you feel a little shame, you know, first of all. Um, and then you kind of think, uh, you kind of, uh, I see the, the doors kind of closing, if you will, the doors to your faith, the doors to your spirituality, and, and, and um, not closing totally, but kind of slowly, you know, uh, like the dam going up, and you're not going to let any water through. So what does that do? That creates this thirst, that creates this desert now that... Um, our spirituality is in, and you know, Christ had uh, had to had uh, you know. Well, we know Christ was always spiritual. You know, He always talked yes. to His Father. However, but think about Him at the forty uh, days in the desert. Mm -hmm. The first few days were a piece of cake. You know, He wasn't hungry. He wasn't thirsty. He had just started, so of course He was praying and and um, 
uh, praising God and thanking Him for the opportunity to come down and die for us and uh, telling God that, yes, I am going to do your will. And then here comes Mr. Satan, and what does he do? He tempts him. But Mr. Satan didn't come down until the end of the 40 days when his um, resources were weak, when he uh, was feeling a little depressed. He was feeling uh, the outside factors of being hungry, thirsty, and that's when he is at his weakest point. And sometimes, um, I mean, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this, because I feel that, that Christ, in his spirituality, if you will, as a man, he had to work extra hard to get to keep from going into a rut or into a sinkhole or let the door shut where he would just say, because he could have just called it quits at the end of the 40 days, told the devil right. to forget it and say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's too hard. And then where would we be? We would still be singing. We would still be looking for the Messiah, I guess. I don't even want to yeah. think about it, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I guess what I'm saying is that sometimes there's outside influences that cause us to kind of start shutting down, you know. And is it scary? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Because um, though Satan tries to um, paint a pretty picture for us, as he tries to 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 um, um, get us while his while we are most vulnerable, and we are most vulnerable when we're not feeling so high about about our spirituality. But I still maintain that um, if you recognize that you are going into a little bit of a downturn. The fact that you're recognizing it is change. The fact that you're saying, what do I need to do, recognizes that I am going to start looking for help, don't you think? Yeah, I think that the, any type of change requires effort, even if it's positive or negative. And I think that when we're trying to change spiritually, we do have to recognize that where we're at and, and how do we move forward um, with what we're dealing with. I think with spiritual change, um, it fluctuates so much depending on our life. I think with material change, um, things can occur here and there, but spiritually, because it's more of um, our emotions are very heavily involved. And our emotions are things that sometimes we can't trust because they move so quickly and they change. And that goes with positive and negative spiritual change because with positive spiritual change, you're getting closer to God. When you move into the direction of God, things around you will change. That might mean that you're scared because now maybe things that you used to do, now you don't do. Maybe people that were a part of your life are not there anymore because you're choosing to live a better life. Maybe people don't recognize that you have changed. And people sometimes don't like to see that in others. And so 
you have to deal with that peer pressure. And that happens a lot as young people, where when you start getting closer to God, you see that maybe nowadays, believing in God is not quote unquote trendy. And it's not something that's in style. But when you choose to change spiritually in a way that it's drawing you closer, such as praying, such as going to mass, etc. It doesn't just have to be that. But when you basically then the deepest root of your faith is you decide to talk to him on a daily basis about anything that's going. When you decide, I want to have a relationship that it's more than just going to Mass, it's more than just praying the Rosary, but that you're establishing a friendship with Jesus, He is going to start moving things in your life. And that is a change. A change that you will notice in your mind. You will notice in your actions. You will notice like, well, that that's not right. Or I don't want to do that anymore. And it becomes a conflict between our flesh in our spirits and that's why it causes us so much in any change but in spiritual to move forward um when we're in that um sinkhole and we're going Mm -hmm. down or when when we're in the bottom are we start getting used to that we start getting comfortable being stuck there even though our spirit wants us to fight that and wants us to grow it's easier to stay and that's why people don't like change because they get used to being comfortable even if they don't like it and they complain about it it's easier to not do anything and just stay than to do the effort and the sacrifice that it takes to be better I am so glad you brought up a couple of things Um, you brought up peer pressure and um, one I, I jot it down peer peer expectations because if you are one that um, is considered a a church person and I'm putting quotes around church uh, or or a uh, you know um, a young adult that you go to mass every Sunday uh, during the pandemic you were always watching mass on TV uh, frequent frequent uh, going to reconciliation frequently and everyone sees you as being close then uh, two ways that that peer pressure can go one the peer pressure can go where um, maybe you are a little more alone because we live in a godless society and uh, people uh, the peers around you see well you know she goes to she's a church person so maybe she won't want to go and do this because it, it, it might do something, you know. Um, the other side of it is, is that um, the, the peer pressure that not being included because you are close, not being included because you are Christian, so that you have to continually go in and fight the fight with forgiveness. I'm reading, I'm reading a book, and everyone knows that I read quite a bit. But yep. th- <laughs> this one is um, it's called The Wounded Angel, and uh, what brought me to it uh, was an individual that um, said that uh, you know 
you ought to try, you ought to read this. It's really pretty good if you're a caregiver. Well, forget being a caregiver. It's good for no matter where you are. But what got me is the Wounded Angel. It it is a series. It is a uh, kind of like an anthology on uh, the religious imagination and uh, how um, how it affects how Christian how uh, fiction uh, affects it and how we should let our imaginations kind of go. But on the cover, there are two people carrying an angel who has a bandage around her head. She's still carrying a flower and um, her little wings are um, kind of drooping and one looks like it might have been just damaged just a little bit. Yeah, and it, it kind of struck me is that, are we like wounded angels? Are we just having to replenish ourselves? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, because if we are wounded, we're sliding down into the foxhole. If we're wounded, we are kind of sliding down. And um, in, in, in kind of speed reading through this, uh, which Two ways I read a book. I read it one night, I speed read, and then I go back in later to pick up details that I might have forgotten to pass through. Adrian's shaking his head because he knows it's true. Anyway. Yes. I don't read books like that. <laughs> However, one of the things that came out is, is that St. Ignatius urges us to find God in all things. And so that's the message. Find God in all things. Find God if we're kind of not there. Find God, obviously, if we're there, you know, so that we um, we take steps to, uh, if we're not there spiritually and mass is a bore, and I didn't say it, you know, if you're in a spiritual, spiritual downturn, <laughs> you know, you, you'll, you'll try to go to mass and you're going through just the motions and it almost becomes generic. You go in, and the Mass and Eucharist, guys, it's the source and summit of our faith, as we all know, or as we keep saying, it's source and summit of our faith. It is. That's where our faith surrounds itself with, because we have um, God's Word. We have God's invitation. We have the opportunity to have a meal and commune with them. And if we're not there, uh, because, uh, you know, we're, we're in that little downward, I'm not saying a spiral, but just a little downward, you know, where you just don't, you feel a little off and you don't know why. And you know, it's surely it's not this and surely it's not that, but I just don't feel it when I go to mass, it becomes generic. You're going through the motions. You know, and uh, it's kind of like, um, okay, sometimes I have to relate things to food. Um, I love food. (laughs) Well, so do I. But um, let's say that um, normally you love your mom's mac and cheese. She makes the best. But I don't know, the last couple of weeks, you know, you kind of think her mac and cheese wasn't there. She was doing something a little different. It, it really wasn't hitting the way you feel. And uh, of course, mom's mac and cheese never changes, right? And so you're just not getting it, but you go through the motions. 
However, if you start working at why you think her mac and cheese is not the best, maybe it's because you've had it every day for a week, I don't know, but you take yourself away from it for a while and you recognize that, you know, it's not quite there. But then when you do go back after one or two meals or however long you want, not too long, because mom is gonna be after you, you're not eating the mac and cheese. You're gonna find the mac and cheese gets better and better and better. And it gets back to that point. Why? Because your attitude has changed a little bit. Or maybe mom changed the brand of cheese. And she says, you know, I was trying this cheese uh, craft and I really should have gone to Sargento. And you're like, oh, that was it, you know. Yeah, I think but, sometimes you want to but it was it uh, yeah exactly but the thing is is that my with, with this mac and cheese scenario is that if I'm going to mass if our um, saying the rosary like we're not saying it like we should not recognizing the saints and that we you know of course there's a gazillion saints guys so there's no way we're gonna know them all yeah. um, if and if mass is becoming generic okay that's going to feed out into your life because you're going to leave mass and you're not going to feel you're going to look eh, it was all right what did the priest say well i don't know because i was spacing out or he was you know you were hearing blah 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 but the fact that you recognize that and you start working on a different way to approach it sit in a different place so you can see something else in mass or maybe it's a make yourself turn off the TV and get up and go, which we are now having to do. Uh, and, and you know, keeping yourself from going into sinkhole, it's not going to, again, the fact that you recognize it means that you've changed because changing is something that's within you. And um, we change either positive, going closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to Christ, or negative where we find that we slide back a little bit. But the fact that you recognize that you're, you're, you're going through a, a period there of the drought, then you start looking, you know that then you can take the step to start looking for the manna to fall. Yeah, I really like that. And I'm someone that firmly believes that the change that you do your life outside of church and what you do outside of church will affect how you view the church and how you view mass. Because if you're going through a spiritual drought and you don't connect with God outside of church, how does that make you, you know, what you're going to walk into the church and not have that same feeling. And I do really like that you said about making, again, about making change requires effort. So things like Virginia was saying, if you're someone that always sits in the back, sit in the front. If you're someone that maybe has problems with the readings, get a, a missile and start reading them, you know, and, and that way you're reading and paying attention at the same time. Maybe take notes during the homily mm -hmm. or when you're at the Eucharist, maybe each week try to focus on something different. Like today I'm going to focus on the consecration. Today I'm going to focus on this area and kind of give all your focus to that part you can see something new or when you're going up for the eucharist maybe you never talked to god before when you're walking up there or truly prepared yourself for that moment 
um, because we, again, going through the motions, but when you prepare yourself for the Eucharist, when you're talking to God, it's a new experience every time. It's all about preparation. Um, but I think definitely the work that you do outside of the church, in my opinion, is more important because that will determine your intimacy. The church and the mass is key. And it's, mm -hmm. I think it gives you that push and that, that it, it fuels up the car so you can run it. But during the week, you should be able to spend time with God and talk to him daily so that when you visit this person, it's like, you know, think about your friends. If you only see your friends once a week, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you see your your friends constantly or at least talk to them every day, let's say if it's even if it's just texting and calling, when you actually get together with them, you're you're excited to see them. You, um, you know more about them. You're able to talk about certain things. And it's not just like, it's not a surprise. It's not like a, oh my gosh, like we haven't talked in so long. We have to catch up with everything. And you feel like you have to do a five hour meeting just to spend time with them. Even, you know, it's something that you enjoy their time. And with Jesus, if you spend, if you, if you never spend time with God and you only go to mass, which is only one hour, yes, you will receive the Eucharist, which is the most important but I feel like you might feel that there's something missing. Well, yeah, because you're only spending one hour a week with God. But when you spend every single day with him, even if it's just five minutes in your car or before going to sleep or whatever, you are more excited because you actually have a relationship and you're actually happy to visit him and spend that time. And we've talked about that before. And, you know, when we talked about the liturgical year and how we focus on being so stagnant on the same thing over and over again, the difference between being religious and spiritual. And it's that, it's that you have to put that effort in, in place and you have to build that relationship in order to see something out of it. Um, and I struggle with that a lot, but that's just the truth. We have to, if we want change in our lives, we have to do something about it and start small with change. You are so right about uh, us having to take the first step. You know, first of all, God has taken the first step when he created us, that's, you know, given. And um, he, and, and that's what he's wanting. He's wanting to talk to us. Um, one of the things about, uh, you know, if you don't own a missile, uh, we all have a smartphone, most of us. And uh, you can go to um, USCCB and actually pull up the daily readings. You know, <laughs> so uh, you can read the. I mean, you can read them every day. The the other thing that, um, as far as um, you know, uh, praying to God and talking to Him, uh, again with what Saint Ignatius said, just find Him. He's going to pop up everywhere uh, if you give Him a chance. Um, I listen to quite a few Catholic channels and um, a couple of them uh, mentioned something uh, this week that I have been using in some of my classes and it's Bible roulette and uh, it's like well you know because we all encourage you to read the Bible well what if you know you don't want to read some of the books because some of the books are a little 
uh, a little on the boring side because of all the instructions that, that God was giving the, the Israelites. But um, playing Bible roulette is you just open it, put your, close your eyes, put your finger down, and you read that particular scripture. I guarantee you guys that nine times out of 10, you're going to say, oh my gosh, that's how I feel today. Or you're going to think, thank you, God. This is the encouragement that I need. You're going to have that one time that you're going to put your finger at something and you're going to just say, I don't want to read that. That's not what I want today. And and while I tend to make a joke out of it, uh, I mean, and, and it has happened to me, you know, the next time I'm thinking about God, I'm going to say, why did you want me to read that? That particular piece of scripture didn't make me feel good that day. Or I don't want to have to continue to do that. I'm doing that now and you're telling me I need to keep doing it. Let me tell you, that will bring about a conversation that you can continue with God whenever you do that. And it, it takes like just a couple of minutes, you know. Uh, and, and the joy that you get out of recognizing that, oh man, you know, he says, be faithful to me or uh, love me or uh, uh, I will never abandon you, particularly if you start hitting the Psalms because the Psalms are songs. Yes. And, uh, you know, all of those will, I think, um, help to keep you from, from sliding backwards, you know. Um, if you uh, find yourself that you're going in a positive direction, stay the course, mm-hmm. keep doing it, watch out for the bumps, but stay the course. That's the last way to put it, stay the course clearly. I think that um, we have to pay attention, we change, we have to, going back to recognizing the change, it will happen. You cannot avoid change, but change is an indicator of what's going on in your life and through the Holy Spirit he's going to show you that that moment of recognition that the light bulb goes off and you're like where am I at? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? What's going on right now? That's the Spirit telling you either you need to move forward you might need to go back you might need to turn around you might need to do certain things but the Spirit will always move you to do something if you open your heart to it God will show you where you need to go and he will always find a way to speak to you. It can be through other people, yourself. It can be even mm-hmm. through even through bad actions, even through maybe something that you think that, you know, it might be something that God doesn't like or something that you know you shouldn't be mm-hmm. watching. God might speak you through that in a way uh, because he will use what is around you to speak to you. Um, so be open to that and change is not bad. Change is great. Absolutely. Well, hi guys. Uh, hopefully we've given you some um, food for thought on uh, change, spirit, you know, spiritual change, uh, uh, how you recognize it how you uh, continue if it's a a positive and how you turn negative spiritual change into into being something positive. Um, I'm kind of smiling because um, I 
Okay, yeah. Anyway, it when when Adrian said that God would uh, help you with change spiritually uh, using the things that are around you, and it goes back to Saint Ignatius saying, "God, find God in all things." So um, uh, the Holy Spirit may come and um, you know thump you on the head uh, if you've been down a while. He uh, may. Uh, again, thump you a little harder and say, you know what? Snap out of it. God is here. Snap out of it. Listen to me. He may say, Linda, 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 listen, listen, listen. So, um, um, I mean, if you've seen the little video, then you know what I'm talking about. But um, the change is there. Recognize it. That's what we want to say is recognize it accept it, embrace it, and then move forward. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. All right, guys. Thank you for your time, y'all. And we'll see you on the next episode because this series still continues. We got some episodes still left and we're going to really dive into more aspects of change. So we hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on The Pod About God. Make sure to hit follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. You can also catch our episodes on our website, ourladyguadalupefw.org slash podaboutgod. See See you later. later.